Welcome to a fantastic word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, an associate pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All righty. Well, we are finishing up our series in the prison prayers of the Apostle Paul. And in this series, we have been going through the prison epistles um, that, um, uh, that, that, that Paul wrote. The, the prison epistles are the four uh, books of the Bible that, that, that Paul wrote while he was in prison. And we're specifically going through the prayers that he shared to the people that he was writing to. And these prayers were very powerful prayers, and, and its intent was to help grow its readers, that their walk with Jesus would, would be enhanced and that it would grow. And my belief is that, is that it's meant to do the same thing for us as well. And uh, the title of the message this morning is A Show of Faith. A show of faith. A good show of faith. Or a show of good faith. And we'll talk about... Um, what we, what we mean by that, but just to do, uh, just to give a little background on Philemon, uh, Philemon is a very short book, and you can read it in about two minutes, uh, but it's a really good read. In that two minutes, you, there are so many different uh, themes that you'll find in the book of Philemon, but it's also a very personal book. Uh, um, as I mentioned, there are four uh, letters that Paul wrote while he was in prison. And uh, while he was in his first Roman imprisonment, and he was there for about, from about 8060 to 8062, 8061, 8062, somewhere around there. And um, three of those letters were, were written to churches, um, the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Philippi, and the Church of Colossae. And you know those books as Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And the fourth letter that he wrote was to an individual named Philemon. And um, I, whenever Paul wrote this, he sent it with, uh, with a man named Tychicus, who was also a, a, um, he was a co-laborer with him. He was, uh, he was an evangelist. He was going out and leading people to Jesus, helping to plant churches, and, uh, and also along with a man named Onesimus. And we're going to learn about who this man is, because he is here in the story of Philemon. But before we do that, let's talk about a little bit about who Philemon is, because Philemon is the individual who Paul is writing to. And what we find when you read this letter is that Philemon is a minister. He's a minister of the gospel. And, and as he is writing to him, he is also, you find that he is the owner of the home in which some of the, the Christians in Colossae actually go to church. So he is in Colossae. And his house is a church, and he's a minister there. And um, that would also mean that the book of Colossians was also read in his home as well. So you have the book of Colossians that was being read, and then you had a letter that was going specifically to Philemon. And when you read it, there appears to be a relationship between Paul and Philemon. In fact, it's a very close relationship, one that is of mutual respect. And we're going to read some of that, and you'll see that. That, that, that when you read this letter, you can tell that Paul had respect for Philemon, and there was also an assumed respect from Philemon to Paul. So much so that he says that I am sure that you'll do all of these things and even more, is what he wrote. 
He, he had an expectation that he was going to do what Paul asked him to do. And so we'll look at that, but he also refers to Philemon as a beloved brother and a fellow laborer. So as I mentioned, he had tremendous respect for him, and, uh, and, and, and he was also a minister of the gospel. So I encourage you, you know, take some time to read it if you haven't. It's a really good read. It's a very quick read, but if you take your time, you'll find yourself um, uh, really enjoying it and hearing the Lord speak to you. And we're going to read just about half the book, you know, you know, you know, half the book of Philemon today. It's not very long. So uh, we're only going to be reading about seven or eight verses today. But we're going to start in verse four, in verses four through seven. And here we're going to look at the prayer that Paul is praying for Philemon, okay? So let's take a look. Verse four, and I'm reading in the New King James Version, and then later we're going to switch to the New International Version. So verse four. Paul says, I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and your faith, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all the saints. He's thankful for Philemon, and, he's praised, and he prays for him often. And uh, specifically, he's thankful for his love and the faith that he has towards God and towards fellow believers. Verse 6. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may, be, may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, for we have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed. Paul is thankful for this brother of his, this, this, uh, this fellow laborer of his who he is he, he says that he is, is refreshing the saints. He's encouraging the saints. He's bringing the word of God every week, and he's encouraging them throughout the week. So, um, but he shares a prayer here in verse 6. So we're going to read that, just that one verse over again, okay? Verse 6, this is the prayer that he prays for Philemon. He says, my prayer is that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. We're going to break this down verse by verse. I'm sorry, not verse by verse, but, but by, by statement here. There, there are four things we're going to break down here and to, to, just to get a better handle on this prayer. Sometimes you've got to take a verse and take it one word at a time, one key word at a time, and to see, you know, to really grab a hold you know, uh, of what God is trying to say to us. Because if we just read over it, we're kind of just skimming over it and missing what God is really wanting to tell us. And so let's take a look at this verse. He starts off by talking about the sharing of his faith. There's an assumption and an expectation that Paul has that, 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 that Philemon was sharing his faith. There was an expectation and also an assumption but he also knew that Philemon was sharing his faith. He was sharing his faith with people in the city of Colossae, leading them to, de leading them to Jesus. No doubt these people were in his church, in his home. But he was actively sharing his faith. He was communicating it, not just with his life, which is important. Our witness and how we live our life is important. People should see 
that we are different. People should see by our life that something is different with us and that they'll learn to know that it's Jesus. But it wasn't just with his life. It was also with his words. He was telling people about Jesus. He was telling people about his faith. In fact, the word sharing here is the word koinonia. And I'm sure that you have heard that word if you've been in this church long enough. That word koinonia is Greek, and it's the word that we get fellowship, talking about fellowship of the believers. Whenever, whenever, whenever believers come together in community, when we come together and we fellowship one, with one another, it's a koinonia, it's a sharing of, of our life with one another. It's having something in common, and it's also participating. And that word is the same word that Paul uses here when he talks about sharing his faith. It's, it's an active of, 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 of sharing, but also participating in what God is doing in someone else's life. And he, 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 there was an expectation that he was participating in sharing his faith with other people. You know, there's an expectation that God has for us as well, for us to share our faith. For us to actively share our faith, for us to participate in it, because there are a lot of people who are on a very, very wide road, and they're on a path straight at, headed straight for destruction. They're le- it's leading to hell, and they're, and they're headed that way, and they have no idea, and it is, it is our responsibility. God has called us to tell them about Jesus, to tell them the truth, for us to share our faith. It's important for us to tell people about the truth that is on the inside of us. Jesus is the one thing that will head them or that will, that will change them from the path of destruction to a path of righteousness, right. to a path of salvation. Right. There's an expectation that God has, and it's our responsibility to share our faith with others. So Paul, he talks about the sharing of his faith, but his prayer was that his, his, that the, his witness, that the sharing of his faith would become more effective, that it, would, that it would be effective, that it would grow in its effectiveness. I don't think that Paul was saying that he was ineffective in him sharing his faith, but I think that he was trying to point him to that there is a more effectiveness, that there's a more effective way in his witness that when he's sharing his faith, it can be even more impactful. And so this is his prayer, that that would be the case. And I believe that Paul in the Word of God is, is also wanting us to be even more effective in us sharing our faith. Not that we are being ineffective, but that he wants us to be even more. So the question is how? How is it that we can be more effective? How is it that, that, that Paul was expecting for Philemon to be more effective with sharing his faith with others. The answer is in the next part of his verse. In this verse it says, he prays that the sharing of his faith would be more effective, would, would become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in him. By the acknowledgement of every good thing. Paul's prayer was that the sharing of Philemon's faith would grow in its effectiveness 
by the acknowledgement of every good thing that was already on the inside of him. And to acknowledge something is to realize. It's, it's, it's to know something. It's to, it's, it's to grab a hold of, to believe, to know it, to point your attention to something. He's, he was wanting him to point his attention for, to realize that there was more inside of him than he realized. And God was warning him, Paul was warning him to know and to grab a hold of and to be in agreement with what was already on the inside of him. He wanted him to recognize every good thing that was in him with being in Christ. And you know, there are a few scriptures that speak about this. I'm going to share two of them. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says this, it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Every means all. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. He has blessed you with it. You don't have to beg for it. He's already given it to you. You have access to it. In fact, 2 Peter 1.3 says that his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have everything that you need in the walking out of your faith. Peter says that it's been granted to you, that you have been granted access to all that God has, all of his spiritual blessings for you in your life. And it says that, uh, 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 Second Peter continues, says, this, says that it's through the knowledge of him through the knowledge of Jesus who has called us to his own glory and excellence, that through the knowledge of him inside of us, we have access to all that God has blessed us with, every spiritual blessing. And this is what Paul was wanting Philemon to know, for him to acknowledge every spiritual blessing that God had given him that would enhance his witness, that would enhance his ability to share the good news with those who did not know Jesus. Now, the only way for Philemon to acknowledge and to realize what was on the inside of him, the only way was for him to be spiritually minded, for him to be spiritually aware. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 6 talks about this. It says, to be carnally minded is death meaning to, to think according to the flesh. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In other words, we can live our, we can walk out our Christian faith at times thinking carnally in a fleshly way. In other words, if, 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 we were to, if there were to be ball caps, if I was to have a carnal ball cap on, I I will not be able to be aware of the spiritual things that are accessed to me because I have the wrong cap on. But when I put on my spiritual cap, it allows me, my spiritual lens, it allows me to see and to know and to recognize, to acknowledge all that is, all, all that is within me through Christ. But I have to, and Philemon had to take a step back and to put his spiritual lens on to recognize what was on the inside of him. Paul was wanting him to do this so that 
it would make his witness for Christ more effective. And in order for us to grow in our effectiveness as a witness for Christ, we too must be aware of the good things that are in us already. They're already in us. Every spiritual blessing is in us because the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us, we have, access to, we have access to it all. But we can't do it if we are thinking according to the flesh, meaning if we're walking according to the flesh, if we're living in our flesh, if we're living in a way that doesn't please God versus walking in a way, renewing our mind through the Word of God and doing that very thing, following with what the Word of God instructs us. We have to put on our spiritual cap. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to direct our thinking. And that's important. The Word of God talks a lot about our thinking and making sure that it aligns with the Holy Spirit, aligns with the Word of God, and it will lead us in the direction that we are wanting to go. And then he ends this prayer by talking about the, uh, acknowledging every good, thing is, every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. It is in Christ. It is in Christ that we are saved. It is because we are in Christ that we one day will spend eternity with Jesus. It is in, it is in Christ. It's the reason why in, being in Christ is the reason why when God sees you, he no longer sees your sin. He sees the blood of Jesus that covers you. And in the same way, because we are in Christ, we have these good things available to us through the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to beg for them. Instead, all we have to do is read them. Because every good thing that we have available to us is written down in the Word of God. Every good thing for us to know and to access is written down in the Word of God. In fact, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and then the devil came to tempt him, he responded by it is written. It is already written down. We have access to the things of God that are on the inside of us, and we discover them through the Word of God. And surely there is more, but ultimately we know the Word of God is our source, and it, it, and, and it leads us to a place where we can know. So Paul's prayer for Philemon was that he would, that he would, uh, that he would uh, grow in his effectiveness, that, that his witness for Christ, the sharing of his faith, would become more effective uh, by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is on the inside of him through Christ. So that was his prayer. The question is, what was the purpose of Paul praying this? What, why was he praying this prayer for Philemon? Was it because he wanted him to be more effective in his witness? No doubt he did. But when you read the context, when you read the letter, he really doesn't talk about that at all. There is an expectation for us to share our faith. And there, is, there was an expectation that Paul had for Philemon to do that. But what was the reason? Well, the main purpose for Paul praying this prayer for Philemon was not only for him to share his faith with others, but also he wanted Philemon to, sh to share his faith with someone that he knew all too well. And that was a man named Onesimus. He wanted him to share his faith with an individual. Paul 
shared this prayer in the letter of Philemon because he was sending a man named Onesimus back to Philemon. And this was a very emotionally charged issue, and we're about to find out. It was very emotionally charged. You see, Philemon had, excuse me, Onesimus had wronged Philemon. Onesimus was a bondservant. He was a slave because he had a debt. And it was different. In, in, in the Roman Empire, you would, you would become a bondservant. You would become a slave in order to pay off your debt. So he had a debt that he owed Philemon. But then at some point, he got tired of doing it and he ran away and he fled to Rome. He was gone. And listen, Rome, there were a ton of people. So even if Philemon went to go find him, it would have been almost impossible to find, uh, to find Onesimus. And so he ran away. But in his time of running away, he somehow encountered Paul. Now, Paul was in chains. He was in prison. So I don't know if Onesimus got involved in the imperial guard. I have no idea what happened, but somehow he crossed paths with Paul and he got saved. We're going to read about it here, but let's go ahead and read it. Verses 10 through 18, okay? Starting at verse 10 again, now we're going to read in, in, in the New international version, only because it read a little bit easier, just so we can understand what's, what's being said here. So verse 10, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus. He's talking to Philemon, who became my son while I was in chains, talking about he came to Christ. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. And I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I was in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced but would, but would be voluntary. Again, he's showing the respect that he has for Philemon. Verse 15, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. Verse 18, and if he has done any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. Wow. So you can just imagine, let's just put ourselves in their shoes for a moment. If you were at the church and you were just talking with Philemon and all of a sudden you see Onesimus pop up, ooh, okay, everybody knows that, oh, he in trouble. <laughs> he done messed up. And then he showed up, which is probably the reason why Paul sent Tychicus to go with Onesimus because he was probably playing the middleman. Okay, he was the one who was making sure. Now, Philemon, okay, listen, before you do anything, I want you to read this letter, okay? I'm just, in my mind, I was playing this out. You know, what would that look like? And so he made sure to have him read this letter. But no doubt, it was a little awkward. No doubt, there was some tension that was there. No doubt, there was some animosity on Philemon's part. And he had the right to punish 
Onesimus. Because, according to Roman law, he had the right. Okay? But Paul sent this letter, shared this prayer, and his hope and his intention was two things. Number one, that Paul would forgive Onesimus. Not just for running away, but also for what he owed him. He, Onesimus had a debt that he did not pay, and he had to fulfill his bondservant contract, whatever that is, to its full completion to make sure that it was paid back, and he left. Paul was asking him to forgive him. He was asking him to wipe his slate clean. And secondly, his hope was that Philemon would accept him as a brother and no longer as a slave. He was, going to ask, he was asking Philemon to forgive Onesimus for what he had done wrong to him and to erase the debt that Onesimus owed. He was asking something big. He was asking him to share his faith with his brother. Even more, Paul was asking him to show his faith. He was asking him to show his faith. You see, there are times in our life where it is necessary for us to share our faith with those who don't know Jesus. But there's also a time for us to share our faith with our brothers, those who have wronged us, with our sisters, those who have offended us. There is a time where we have to share our faith, or better said, to show our faith. To show that we can forgive them like Christ forgave us. To show that Jesus truly has redeemed us. To show that he really has forgiven us. To show that he has already shown us grace, that he has shown us mercy. Because if he can do it for us, then surely we can do it for someone else. And you know, there are times when we are holding a grudge rightfully because of what someone did, because someone has wronged us, someone has offended us, someone has done something that has hurt us or hurt our family. And listen, forgiving is not the same thing as trusting, but there are times that we're holding on to something, and rightfully so, but it's better for the kingdom of God, it's better for everyone around to forgive, to forgive them. And in this case, Paul was not getting anything out of this. This was not for his gain. It was for the glory of Christ. His hope was that Philemon would be willing to show his faith. And listen, if you haven't had to yet, there will come a day where you'll have to do the same thing. For us to show the faith that is in us, to forgive those and to show grace when necessary, to show mercy when necessary. And let me tell you, it may be hard. I don't know. Listen, I don't think that Paul imagined that this was going to be easy for Philemon. I don't think he, I think he knew that was going to be hard, which is probably that he wrote the letter that he did. He, or why he wrote the letter why he wrote the letter the way that he did, excuse me. He wrote it in a specific way because he knew this was going to be difficult. But still, he was asking him to do something hard. 
And there's, there are times when, when we may have to forgive someone. And listen, it may not be easy. But you know what? It's probably the right thing. So let's take a look at, I only have two takeaways here. Number one is, number one is to share your faith. Share your faith. Let us share our faith with people that we know don't know Jesus. Listen, we can't get, get them saved. We can't make them accept Jesus. And that's not our responsibility. It is not our responsibility to make someone get saved. It's just our responsibility to tell them about Jesus. That's all God asks, and then the Holy Spirit does the rest. Let's make sure that we are doing our part and that we are participating with sharing our faith. And secondly, show your faith. Look for an opportunity. And many times you won't have to look very far because we'll know. We'll know when it's time for us to show our faith, to share our faith with a brother like Philemon had to do. Philemon shared, not only was he sharing his faith with others, but Paul needed him to share his faith with, with, with Onesimus. Again, he wrote, he wrote this prayer because he was talking about Onesimus. He was leading up to Onesimus. His goal and his hope was that Philemon would forgive him, that he would show his faith. And you know what? God wants you to do the same thing. Show that Christ has forgiven you. Show that Christ has redeemed you. That, that you can forgive like Christ forgave you. And that you can show grace like Christ showed grace to you. And that you can humble yourself and that we can humble ourselves like Jesus humbled himself from heaven, becoming a man even to the point of the cross. If he can humble himself, then so can we. And true faith, genuine faith is proven when it's tested. Let us show our faith, our genuine faith, when the time arises. Amen? Philemon ultimately would have either been an example that was worth following, an example of what to do to show forgiveness on how to show your faith, or he would have been an example of what not to do. No doubt the believers in the church saw what was happening. They knew what was going on, and they watched Philemon and what he was going to do. I believe that he did the very thing that Paul wanted, that he showed his faith. Let us do the right thing. It may not be easy. And listen, I'm not talking about someone who has abused you. Now, we may, we still forgive them, and that's between us and God, but I'm talking about a grudge. I'm talking about something that someone has done to offend us. Let us be sure that when we are tested, when that, when that comes up and we know that the Holy Spirit is wanting us to forgive, that we do that very thing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for the word, Lord. And God, I just pray that today, Father God, that, God, that we would do the two things, God, that we are being encouraged, Lord God, by the word today, God, number one, to share our faith, and number two, to show our faith. 
Lord, I pray that we would show the faith that is on the inside of us, Lord. God, I pray that as we do it, Lord, I pray that it would bring glory to you, Father. God, I pray that your love, God, would, God, would be proven, God, within us, Father. God, we give you all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, if you believe that and receive that, say amen and amen. Thanks again for joining us for this incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.